Bada bing. Bada boom. happening oh we're going we're going welcome welcome to the marble force podcast i'm jesse and i'm amber that is literally the first time we ever started a recording where we (laughs) just introduced ourselves yeah you know i don't know we're feeling a little weird today we are um i guess it's a good time good time good time so we are going to have for the next few episodes are gonna be a little shorter it's going to be a little different. It's just temporary. Yeah. We would like everyone to think of their mental health and our mental health when it comes to doing things like this and dealing with outside issues. Um, we still want to release the same. We're still going to release the same schedule. It's just that the episodes are going to be shorter than normal. Yes, they're just going to be a little shorter. Um, we just, you know, need a little bit more time for ourselves right now. And uh, thanks. Thanks for understanding. Yeah, thanks for understanding. But we still hope you enjoy this episode. Oh, for sure. It's still going to be fun. <laughs> so so now that we're like past that. Well, we're past it. Um, It's raining. It is raining. And so. I'm, okay, can I talk about how I love the vaulted ceilings in my house, but they're not great for recording while it's raining? <laughs> nice but yeah no they're not no because i love the vaulted ceilings because i love to hear the rain on the roof because like when i was younger and we used to go camping and used to pour you could hear the rain on like the roof of the camper yeah and so like it reminds like it's just so calming to me i love listening to the sound of rain actually it's like what i want to wake up and go to sleep to like it's just such a comforting feeling i just love it yeah it's so nice but, like, sorry, so, but speaking about how, like, things are comforting, I guess, I know we're discussing mental health. Yes. And I want to say that, like, if you need anyone to reach out to, like, reach out to a friend or a therapist oh, yeah. or a hotline or something. Yeah. And we support you. Yeah. Because we're going through some stuff, too, and... My therapist sees me two times a week right now. <laughs> and I'm looking for one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um... But yeah, sorry, I just wanted to say that with, like, the whole comfort level and everything and the fact that we're talking about our mental health, like, we should tell them that it's okay to talk about it and you... It is. You need to reach out to someone if you're feeling low and... It is. It's important. And I'm, like, I love our friend group because we can talk to each other about this kind of stuff. Like, this is important shit that when I was a middle schooler, I wish I knew, (laughs) Um, personally. But... Do you want to hear about something funny? Sure. Okay. So when I was leaving my house, like I already told you, I <laughs> was like, I'm going to get all my stuff together and I'm going to go. And then I walked to the door and it was started downpouring. And I was like, oh, of fucking course. So my laptop is just in like a cloth bag. Like we use it to record. I didn't want it to get ruined. I'm like, shit, I got to go find an umbrella. There's one by our door. Yeah. It's broken. Okay. <laughs> Devin, so you should just throw it away? Yeah, probably. Devin used it like a month 
ago or a couple weeks ago when I got trapped outside because the sprinklers were spraying the concrete <laughs> and she ran out with the umbrella to try to help me get inside. <laughs> oh my God. I could just picture that like Devin using the umbrella as a shield <laughs> just, just to come and get you. It was the best visual it ever. It was literally she was using it as a shield and it had broken like it was broken. And so she's like trying to hold the broken part <laughs> out and like... It was hilarious, but I couldn't use that one. Yep. So then I'm looking around my house and I look over and the bag from the stuff that was in my old car is still in my living room right now because I'm trying to like figure out what I need in my new car. And I have an umbrella in there. And I was like, sweet. It's an umbrella I bought as a nostalgia reason. Okay. It's a duck. It's a child's umbrella. Oh my god, oh my god, does it have like a little orange bill sticking off of it and everything? Yes. Oh, that's so adorable. It's a yellow umbrella with a duck face and an orange bill that sticks off the back of it. And I used to watch the Barney episode where they sing the duck song and they have those umbrellas. And when I saw it, I think at Five Below like a few years ago, I was like, buying this. That's the only umbrella I had. So I was like, Shit, this umbrella is like big enough to literally cover my head. It's not going to cover my backpack. So I turned it around so that the bill was over my backpack and I ran out to my car. I thought you said it wasn't raining anymore, though, Amber. Okay, it wasn't. (laughs) But I wouldn't. No, you never know. You never know. Yeah, no, because I'm pretty sure the same rain that you got stuck in, I was like in the drive-thru getting food. And I, like, have my window open and my arms just hanging out. And all of a sudden, there's just, like, these huge drops falling from the sky. They were aggressive. They were aggressive. They were like, we're coming down now. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. I It happened to me earlier, too. Like, it's been raining on and off all day. And earlier, I went and ran some errands. And I stopped at Starbucks, got a drink, was heading home. And it literally started downpouring as I was leaving the Starbucks. And I was like, shit, now I gotta walk into my house in this. And it stopped like right when I got home. I was like, yes, success. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that duck umbrella. It's literally the cutest thing ever. (laughs) It's just tiny. Like, it's not really conducive (laughs) for like an adult. (laughs) I I bet it's adorable. It's so cute. (laughs) It's so cute. I almost brought it inside, but it wasn't raining when I came inside. And I probably should have because now I have to go outside at some point. It's fine. It's fine. You can always run out without your laptop and grab it and then come back and then you'll be wet. I could. That does make sense. I really just don't want my laptop to get ruined. Yeah. And hopefully it's not like this on the 4th. The 4th of July. America. We're going to bonfire and barbecue, weather permitting. Yeah, weather permitting. Well, bonfire weather permitting. We're still totally doing a barbecue. I don't care if it's raining. Cause, like, Because we're going to just shove Jason outside and be like, barbecue our thing, I'll please. give him the duck umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> I will take a picture of that. That would be amazing. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. No, I think it'll be so much fun. Yeah. I didn't really have, like, I was like, oh, we're not doing anything for 4th of July. Kind of boring. Blah, blah, blah. And now I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it stopped raining and now it's weirdly quiet. <laughs> um, well, isn't that what the soundproofing in the wa- the room is for? Yeah, probably. Pro- probably. So, and our mattress? Our mattress is actually the best um, soundproofing we have. Yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being 100% honest, it's our mattress. I mean, like, 
It's like why we don't really echo in the room. I think we still echo, but it's not as bad as when we first started doing this in here. It's That's true. We still have the mattress in here, though. Yeah. The mattress is out. It's a constant. I yeah. just don't know what I would do if it wasn't in this room anymore. <laughs> oh, I saw lightning. Ooh. I love watching storms. I think watching storms can be fun. I mean, I used to be terrified of storms. Like... I have really, really bad anxiety about storms, and it's gotten better as I've gotten older because I've realized, like, rain happens. (laughs) (laughs) But I had really, really bad anxiety about storms as a kid and even, like, growing up. But I'm more comfortable with them now. Yeah. They they used to be really bad. Tornadoes used to say the movie Twister scared the crap out of me Do for tornadoes. same. And my mom loved that movie. She watched it all the time. <laughs> oh, no. It, the most terrifying part was the tornado at night that you couldn't see coming. I just, I have this memory and I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but I know there was like a tornado siren that went off once when I was a kid at like my family friend's house. At 1 house. p.m. on Saturday, uh, the first Saturday of the month? No. It was like a real one. Okay. <laughs> Not a test. Um, no, it was like it went off. It was a t- tornado siren. So we went down into their basement. And for some reason, I just vividly remember holding a hot dog, but not like in a bun, just like a loose hot dog. And I don't know if this is an actual memory or like I've combined two memories. But I just remember being in a closet holding just a loose hot dog and freaking the fuck out. <laughs> Amber. Oh my god. <laughs> I was really little, so it could be a just slightly oh distorted memory, but that's all I remember about it. You just remember a fucking hot dog. I remember holding a hot dog and not even in a bun. Just holding oh a hot dog. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, are you ready to drive on into everything? Are I you am. into our short stories for today and maybe a couple of episodes? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Where's the coin? It's right here. Okay. After our discussion about weight, let's see. <laughs> see what happens. Oh! Oh! It did flip once. It did flip once. It's Amber. <laughs> I'm first. Whoa. Well, I kind of have a fun story. Yeah. For, I you, for you today. Yeah. And we are going to talk about the Houston Zoo haunting. Ooh. Ooh, there's some haunting animals. Oh, yeah. The animals are just ghosts. The whole zoo is just a ghost. <gasps> that would be sweet. so cool. I would love that. Oh, my God. It's like they're the animal. Oh, wait, but no, it wouldn't be their favorite resting place because like zoos aren't great for animals in captivity. <laughs> that's, that's true. Maybe like a maybe like a strong memory. Maybe like a ghost animal safari. <laughs> okay. Okay. That could be fun. Yeah. And then like all the ghost animals are just they're running just, around. Yeah. They're just living their best lives. As ghosts. Yeah. Looking cute. Looking cute. Kind of see-through. Yeah. <laughs> Trying right. to drink water and realizing that they can't do that anymore. Oh, that's fun. Because this is in our realm, not theirs. Yes. <laughs> so the Houston Zoo is housed in Herman Park. I think that's just the name of the park. I was okay. going to say... But it's in Houston. What? <laughs> I got really. I confused myself for a minute. Okay, you you also haven't read these notes in over a year. That's very true. This is gonna be fun. Um. So Hans Nagel 
or noggle or naggle. I like naggle. Naggle. All right, let's naggle. go with naggle. Yeah. Yeah. If it's wrong. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Hans Nagel was a German man employed by the city of Houston in 1922. He worked at the Houston Zoo as a zookeeper and a lion tamer. Ooh, so fancy. What a resume. Right? Um, it gets better. Okay. <laughs> by 1925, the zoo housed about 400 animals. Lions. And <laughs> just strictly lions. Just, well, because he needs to tame them all, right? That's that's exactly it. Yeah. He's just like, I'm the best lion tamer, so I have a zoo of 400 lions. <laughs> oh. So um, Hans was named director soon after, and many wild animals were caught by Hans. Oh, he was just one of those people? He was like, I'm going to go out and catch wild animals for my zoo. My own lions. Yeah. Find that in Texas. So... Uh, Hans acted as if as the face of the park and he would wow the visitors with his ability to tame wild beasts on site. Hans took animals that were unwanted and earned their trust, training them to awe zoo patrons. Aw. He earned their trust? By I'm concerned about how the trust was earned in the nineteen twenties. Me, me too. I don't really feel like it was trust. Okay. Just maybe fear. <laughs> Hans was a media sensation, according to the Houston Zoo's Ooh, official he blog. Was famous. He was so famous. He was like a YouTuber. He was like Sigmund and Freud. Ooh, cute. Wait, I said that wrong. Yes. I think I said no. that. I think I said... Wait, what's his name? Sigmund and Freud. Is it not Freud? <laughs> I don't know. Let's Google Sigmund it. Freud. Yeah. So you know the fa- the famous <laughs> psychologist. <laughs> Okay, it's Siegfried and Roy. Oh, Roy. (laughs) Siegfried and Roy. The realization of that being wrong, though, ever. (laughs) That was great. And then the realization of, I'm pretty sure the last time you told this story, I said the same fucking thing, (laughs) and I didn't learn shit. (laughs) You know what? We're true to our roots. (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to the story. So he was... He was a sensation. Yes. Like Sigmund and Freud. (laughs) Or Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. One of the two. (laughs) One of the two. One of them got attacked by a tiger. Maybe Sigmund and Freud. (laughs) At the time, zoos were less concerned about conservation and education, and the main focus was to entertain the guest. SeaWorld. Yeah. Hans' training style was very circus-like, and there are reports that he... Okay. Look, I forgot this happened. (laughs) There are reports that he once transported a bear of undetermined size in the backseat of his car to Houston from Port Arthur, which is about a 89 miles drive, which is roughly an hour and 20 minutes. He just took a bear and he threw it in the backseat. He's like, hey, 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 bear. Do you think he buckled it in? Do you think he buckled up the bear for safety? I would hope so for his safety, right? You would hope, right? Yeah. But bears are so cute. They are really cute. Buckle up your bears for safety, guys. Yeah. There's another story that said he once saddled and rode a zebra, winning a bet amongst his friends. That's one hell of a bet. That's one (laughs) hell of a hold my beer moment. I really do think he was drunk during all of this. I hope so. 
I mean, he's lived a life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The way he acted would explain the frequent hospitalizations. Oh, he, yeah. So I'm going to go down a quick list of hospitalizations. Okay. And what happened? All right. So in 1924, alligator bite. All right. 1925. He's no Steve Irwin. <laughs> nope. 1925, he was laid up by a raccoon and a monkey. Um, I put, what? <laughs> so do you think, like, the monkey and the raccoon were fighting? And what? he was like, let me get in there <laughs> and wrestle with them? What kind of zoo has raccoons besides, like... Maybe the raccoon broke in. Oh, I guess. Like, it's I was in. just assuming it was a raccoon exhibit. <laughs> oh, that could be fun. I don't know. Or maybe, here's the picture... It was his pet monkey that fought the raccoon because the raccoon was trying to steal the monkey's food. Ooh, that could work. Yeah. Yeah. In and then he ended up with the horrible amount of rabies shots. Oh, yeah. From he- the raccoon. I'm assuming the raccoon did the most damage in this scenario. Uh, probably. I mean, monkeys can be vicious. Monkeys can be real vicious. Uh, yeah. Um, but I assume like it's like... Like the Aladdin monkey. And they like, were friends. Yeah. And he wore a hat. Yeah. He, and he danced. Yeah. He wore a little fez. He and stole he wore bread. A, <laughs> he wore a vest. Oh my God. He's so cute. Why do we Disney reference all the time? We just, we grew up with Disney. It's who we are. Yeah. In 1982, he was stepped on by an elephant. Oh, or sorry, 1928. <laughs> Completely wrong year. Okay. It's 1928, stepped on by an elephant. But like How? Maybe he was, like, chilling with the like, elephant. And, like, it stepped on his foot. Maybe. Or just, like, maybe he was just, like, doing one of... He was trying to ch- train the elephant. I had a great mental image. Okay. What if he was trying to Tarzan off the elephant's trunk? And the elephant got pissed and flung him off and then trampled him? It's <laughs> so dark. Okay, but, like, it seems like he would try to swing off the elephant's trunk. He put a bear in his car. Yeah. He always tells his friends to hold his beer. He saddled (laughs) at Zebra. In 1931, he was opened by a leopard. Opened. Opened by a leopard. Like, but like with claws or like teeth? Didn't, didn't, didn't specify. Okay. So other hospitalizations included being injured by a badger, a porcupine, a zebra, probably from riding it, a tiger, a bear, probably from being in his car, <laughs> and various venom, venomous creatures. He also fought a large python. Fought? It says, fought a large python at its own game. As the pressure from the snake tightened around his neck, he, he bit like, it. Oh, he bit it? I thought he was just like choke holding the snake. <laughs> the python. It's a python. It's a constrictor. Constrict, yeah. yeah. No, he bit it. Okay. As the as the python was trying to strangle him, he, he was like, "I'm gonna bite you." He bit the okay. okay. He bit the snake. Sure, sure. This guy is. I'm. He's living his best 1920s he's life, doing his thing. And you know what? Who are we to judge? In the tw- but we're gonna judge. Oh yeah, because it's hilarious. So he, Hans was known to keep a pistol at his side and would use it to scare off human intruders at the zoo. All right. <laughs> At least he's not using it for the animals. That's true. Right? That's true. Um, He was once awarded a gold medal by the city of Houston for his heroics in saving a visitor from being mauled by the zoo's Bengal tiger. But whose fault is that? 
I mean, like Hans was probably trying to show off again. Yeah, like look how close I can get to this tiger. And then the uh, guest then was the- like, "Ooh, I can do that too. Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm assuming the his heroics are all his fault. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming that he... He caused it in the he, first place. He caused it in the first place. Yeah. On Monday afternoon in November 1941, Hans was confronted by a poli- park police officer who spotted him observing three teenagers in a parked car from a bush. Peeping Tom? According to witnesses, the officer asked the teens if they knew they were being watched. Hans emerged from the bush and the <laughs> officer directed him to his car. Hans was known to the police as, like, an irritating, like, he was irritating. (laughs) Oh, fun. So while the officers tried to handcuff Hans, Hans reached for his pistol. The officer drew first, and Hans was shot six times. A grand jury acquitted the officer, um, citing self-defense. Yep. That is the end of Hans, or is it? Well, this is, this is a paranormal podcast and we haven't talked about any paranormal i've just told you about the most extra man in the entire world (laughs) um so some say hans is now haunts the zoo's um commissary which is a kitchen and warehouse where employees prep the food for the animals the building was not where he died but it's was built really close to the location of his death okay so phyllis patril pitrucha pitrucha all right. That's totally, Phyllis. That's totally wrong. Phyllis. Um, oh, it's Patricia Mays. It's hyphenated. Okay. Phyllis Mays has been an employee of the zoo for roughly 30 years, and she's typically the first employee in the building. She is said to have a, had a lot of activity happen in the commissary. Yeah. So there's a lot of activity in one of the coolers. It sounds like pots and pans. Somebody trying to put two things together and making a lot of noise. So just Hans is walking around, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, just waking people up. It's time to start the day. Yeah. He was like, if I, back in my day, I would have been at the zoo at 3 a.m. feeding these animals with my bare hands. Back in my day, (laughs) I lived here. (laughs) I bet he had like a shack that he lived in. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Or like a little trailer. Because like, if he's going to like, be creeping at people in the park parking lot like yeah maybe he lived in the parking lot i just in his van his shack was in the parking lot <laughs> it, it resembled an outhouse but like it was actually his house it was actually his and house, it was, house like really small and like he had to stand to sleep he's a vampire yes <laughs> now um so she says that she has seen a smaller man leaning in the doorway looking at her and when she looked again he was gone she said that she has also felt a tender touch on her shoulders Ooh. while cleaning or cooking. Ooh, but do you she- think Hans likes to give Phyllis a nice, good, deep tissue massage? Maybe he's flirting. Yeah. Maybe Phyllis, he ab- admires well, her love of animals. Well, because he's a showboat, right? Yeah. So, like, come on, that has to trans- like, transfer over to his romantic life. Yes. Oh, and then, like, what better moves to put on someone when you're a ghost yeah then tenderly touching them and she also and likes banging animals. pots and pans maybe he thinks she's a badass too 
Maybe he likes her because she is so good to the zoo. Maybe. And he's like, "Eh, she doesn't wrestle bears on a regular, you know, but she watches my zoo. Yeah. So when she was touched, she was alone in the room. Okay. Uh, Some other employees have noticed a negative force by the building's back door. Negative. Negative. Like he's angry. Um, maybe uh, he's just like using a magnet and using the- <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Amber. Phyllis claims that one of the strangest occurrences was when a pallet of 50 bags of feed came in. They used a forklift to move the pallets so um they wouldn't break any bags. And the next morning when they came back, the pallet was missing. Like someone had just taken it and ran off, leaving all the feed bags perfectly in place. <laughs> what are you doing with the pallet, Hans? I don't know, but like I picture it like a little ghost coming up, like a like you know how when you rip a tablecloth off a table? Hey, that's what he did with the pallet. Whoosh. And then he I like to think that throughout the night he slowly and meticulously restacked them. Restacked them <laughs> and took the pallet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, too. So staff has also reported a shadowy man rock walking around. And whether or not the stories are true, the employees believe it. And I pretty much think I got most of this, like, information from the Houston Zoo's, like, website. website. Oh, that's awesome. I love when websites post about their own, like, histories. Right. Like, I just think that's great. And it's also, like, you know what? I will trust you the most... Because it's coming from your personal website. Yeah. And I think, like, um, it's kind of cool that they shared that. Um, like, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole story. All right. Um, we're going to do this one. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much what I did. Yep. Just picked one. I just picked one. All right. So, ready to hear my story? I am. I don't even know what you're doing. Well, you've heard of Robert the Doll and Annabelle, right? Yep. Well, we're going to talk about Mandy. Ooh. The haunted doll. Perfect. Mandy the doll was donated to the Quinsnell. Oh, I should have read this. Uh, <laughs> Same. Quinsnell and District Museum in British Columbia in 1991. Okay. When donated, Mandy was 90 plus years old and the donor stated that it was getting old and it was fragile and she did not want her young daughter playing with it and further damaging it. It's an old doll. It is a really old doll and it's really creepy too and I will show you a picture. Oh god. Okay. The doll named Mandy had belonged to the woman's grandmother, but rather than being sad to be parted with what should have been a treasured possession, the woman seemed very anxious to get rid of it. Oh. Uh, the clothing on the doll was faded, and the stuffed parts were ripped, and it, and it had realistically painted face and a cracked glass eye protruding from the crack. So, like, it's a porcelain face that's painted really realistically. Okay. Like a, like a real baby doll. With a cracked eye? With a cracked face. With a cracked face. Okay. Yes. So, this is Mandy the doll. Oh. Oh, oh. She's sort of like Scarface. Oh, Yeah. She does look like a baby doll. Like, she looks like a baby. Yeah. Like, a baby with cracks all over its face. Yeah. It's a baby that has seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe that baby um was in a war. Maybe. It was in a hard battle. Maybe it lived a really rough life. 
Yeah. So the curator of the museum immediately felt uneasy, but chalked up the feeling to the fact that the doll was just incredibly creepy. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit. So Mandy was taken to undergo some maintenance before she could be put on display. She was placed in a plastic bag to test for bug infestation. So by doing this, any bug or insects leaving the doll would be caught in the bag, thus letting the museum staff know that like there was bugs in the bag. Okay. Yeah, so it's like the bug couldn't like actually run away from the doll. Right, so they'd just be trapped in the bag. Or with the, the doll. doll Mandy the doll is Beetlejuice. Ooh. That's a fun fan theory. That is a fun fan theory, right? Our our own fandom. Beetlejuice, theory? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Didn't work. Beetlejuice is my favorite. Yes, I know. <laughs> I just love Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> so people who were working nearby the doll when it was bagged and could swear that Mandy would move and change positions in the bag. Ew. That's kind of creepy. Is it a big doll? I don't know. I don't know, like, size comparison of the doll. I'm assuming just baby size, It looks like right? it's a large baby doll. Like, it doesn't look like it's a small baby doll where, like, it was only, like, maybe, like, a couple inches tall. It looks like it's at least, like, it's the size of a baby. Yeah, I think it's, like, realistically sized. So after the maintenance was performed, Mandy was photographed and left in the lab overnight. Okay. The next morning when staff re-entered the lab, they found it had been all torn apart. Oh, the the lab? The lab. Ew. Was she still in a bag? I don't know. <laughs> objects have been thrown across the floor. Larger objects were just pushed over. Oh. This would happen any time Mandy was left in a room by herself overnight. Ew, I don't like that. Like, so do you think she's just, like, raging for being alone? Maybe she's lonely. Yeah. She just wants a friend. She's, like, so old and, like... She's like, I've been alone most of my life because I'm a doll. Maybe she also doesn't like that people are being like so gentle with her and treating her like she's old. And she's like, I'm a young, strong, independent doll. (laughs) And I don't need this bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't need that bag. I don't have no bugs. (laughs) You think I have bugs? Check you. You you have bugs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the curator compared the mess to what would happen if a child had thrown a temper tantrum. She's lonely. Yeah, she is lonely. So when Mandy was initially placed on display near the entry, but was moved to the back because the presence would cause visitors to feel uneasy when looking at the doll. Oh, okay. So like they didn't want it to be the first thing that they saw. Right. So the people didn't just turn around and leave. Yeah. Yeah. The museum keeper reported hearing footsteps from Mandy's room, but after verification, there was no one there. So is this just like a normal museum? Yeah. Okay. I I think so. It sounds like it. Dude, museums are probably so haunted. Oh my gosh. You're right. Night at the Museum. Well, we were in a museum at the Old Dundee. We were. Night at the Museum. Yeah. Yep. It's haunted by realistic wax figures. Robin Williams. And horses. (laughs) And little diorama men. But also, she'd like to steal some things, too. Ooh, what'd she steal? Meals would mysteriously disappear from the refrigerator to and find them hidden in cabinets or drawers. Meals? Like people's lunch? Yeah, their lunch. They, like, brought their lunch to work. So how pissed would you be 
if you like come and get your lunch on your lunch gone. break and it's gone you would and just, you're think just Jerry ate it yeah like fuck Jerry Jerry eats everyone's lunch and it's just getting ridiculous yes exactly and then Jerry's like bro I bought my own lunch like, like look at this is a lunch that I brought myself because like wouldn't you get so pissed that your food was disappearing you're like god damn it Jerry what are you even eating right now and he's like this is this is my McDonald's. I, I ran out to get it. This is my dinosaur lunchbox. My dad packed me a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would be pretty pissed. If my lunch went missing, I packed that lunch or brought that lunch for a reason. But the thing is, like, at work, I'm not going to, like, look through cabinets or drawers for my lunch. <laughs> no, because why <laughs> like, would you do that? So, like, after a while, your lunch would probably start smelling up the cabinets and drawers, right? Because no one, I don't think anyone's really going to go in there. Unless, like, you were like, oh, shit. Well, good thing we have backup food in the cabinet. And I'll get a bag of chips. And you open it and there's your fucking lunch. Oh, my gosh. And Mandy just sitting there going, <laughs> terrifying. Just sitting there smiling at you. Oh. With her n- no smile because she's a baby, but I assume she smiles. <laughs> Babies don't smile. Babies don't smile. They do smile, but like with their weird gums. Babies um only smile because they have to poop. Is is that your theory, or yeah. is that <laughs> actually they always say babies only smile because they have gas? Oh, that's a sad life, right? Why can't the baby be happier? I know you're just smiling because you have to fart. Like, come on, baby. Once Mandy fell awkwardly onto the floor and real blood flowed from the head and several cracks appeared. Ew! What would you even do in that situation? I feel like I'd be losing my mind. I would run. I would just run and never look back. Yeah. I don't care if I left my cool lunchbox in the lunchroom. You're not real blood coming from a baby doll. That's creepy as shit. Yeah, so that has been reported. Ew. Um, she also likes to play with electrical appliances by disrupting them regularly. Regularly? Well, maybe she's just learning new tech. Yeah. You know. You know, you gotta keep up with the times. She wants to be hip. And uh, one time a journalist took a photo of her, and when he went to develop it, it was completely chewed up and unrecoverable. Ew. Photographer have a rat problem? Maybe. Maybe. Eventually, a psychic went to see whether or not they could hold the doll. Upon reading the doll, the psychic felt that it had suffered much abuse. Okay. That the doll suffered abuse? Cracks in its face. Well, yeah. Or whoever is haunting the doll suffered abuse. That too. Let's rewind and go to the origin story. Okay. Like, apparently, I reversed this episode. You know what? YOLO. (laughs) So... Mandy was believed to have been made in Germany between 1910 and 1920. And a man was walking past a farmhouse when he thought he heard some crying coming from within it. The odd part about this child's cry was that the passerby knew the farmhouse had been empty and abandoned and no children should have been present in the home. Ooh, don't like that. He walked up the drive and knocked on the door, but there was no answer. The crying continued. So he had a look around. He entered the empty farmhouse and discovering and discovered the crying came from below his feet. Not knowing how to access the basement, he went back outside and found like an external entrance. Okay. As he opened the storm doors and the light illuminated the room, he made the discovery 
of a body of a young girl who had been dead a very long time laying on the floor with the doll in her arms. Oh, that's sad. It is not known why the, the girl was in the cellar in the first place, whether it was by accident or some form of crime or punishment. Oh, that's an awful crime or punishment. Punishment? Punishment. So, regardless, it is believed that when she died, her spirit inhabited the doll. That would make sense. Yeah. When the strange events surrounding the doll had started to take place at the museum, the curator decided to visit the doll's previous owner. And this is where she learned the truth about the doll. Okay. The reason that when the doll was in her house, the woman could hear crying coming from the basement. When she went to investigate, no one was there. Uh, The basement windows would be open and the doll on the floor and she was crying tears of blood. Ew, what is with this doll in blood? I don't... She was brutally murdered probably in the basement. Well, yeah, I definitely got that, but, like, I just don't feel like dolls should bleed. No, but that's what makes dolls creepy. Okay, I love dolls. Yeah, well, yeah, you love creepy porcelain dolls. I just... Dolls are so cool. No one thinks that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really weird to me. Yeah. And and that's not sarcasm podcast. No, no, it's not. It's real life. It's real life. I have. We go to a convention and Amber carries a ball joint doll around with her. I have two. Yes. And it's weird because they're bald and she has wigs for them. Okay. They're adorable. (laughs) They have the best wigs and I wish my hair looked like that. Okay. So pretty much she was sick of it and that's why she donated the doll to the museum. I mean, I don't blame her. And so after the doll was donated, the first night, the unexplained crying had stopped. Oh. So, like, she was, like, fucking finally. She just, like, done. Yep. (laughs) She's, like, rid this of my house. My house is so safe now. Rid my house of this. There we go. Words. She probably... I'm not even drinking today. She probably saged the fuck out of her house. Yeah. On the occasion of the release of a book of supernatural stories in British Columbia in 1992... Ruth Stubbs was interviewed about Mandy's story when the book was published in, uh, and it was, the book was published in 1999. And every year, the museum welcomes several visitors from all over the world to witness Mandy's protests, is oh. how they phrase it. Okay. She didn't like the book. Is that um, what it is? Or people like coming to investigate her? She's just, she just wants to Oh my good. God. Do you, do you think she'd be so pissed at Zach Baggins? Oh, well, Yeah. <laughs> She would probably tear him up. She'd probably... And then he'd go, Did you hear that? (laughs) Bro, 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 do you see that? That doll is fucking bleeding right now. Bro, my lunch is totally gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that is the story of Mandy the doll. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That was a good one. I really like... The stories that we told, and it's just like such a bummer sometimes because you get such short stories, but they're so good, and you're like, yeah, man, like, and the, like the thing is, like, we have a bunch of short stories ready, and like we've mentioned in the past about doing like Patreon for the short stories, and like Patreon, if we ever do Patreon for the minisodes, it won't be set up like this. No, it'll be a little different. It'll probably be one story per episode per Patreon. But we haven't really decided upon that yet. We haven't really figured it all out, but we thank you for understanding the shorter episode. Yeah. 
Uh, so if you enjoyed us, please share us to the world. Please. Please, 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 please. Please. And rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Like, like review. Like, we need more reviews, please. We really do. And it means, like, the world to us. Literally, when we see a review, we're, like, so pumped. That would be great. So please write a review. Rate us five stars. Um, You can listen to us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Yeah. And you can find us on social media at where you can tell us about how you enjoy our episodes. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at the MF cast on Instagram at Marble Forest podcast. And you can email us your own personal experiences at Marble Forest podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear them. We are waiting. Are waiting. We want to do another listener episode because I had so much fun on our last one. That I had so much fun and I didn't tell any of my personal stories on that episode. So yeah, send us your stories and you can find us on Facebook. Slash Marble Forest Podcast. Something Marble Forest Podcast Facebook. Yes. Thanks to Jenna who did our logo. Um, you can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. That is a Jen, duh. And a special thanks to Cameron who did our music and special thanks to like everyone, everyone who helps us or sits in with us, sits in with us, supports us, chills with us, helps us out mentally. Yes. Hashtag mental health awareness. And uh, what, don't tempt fate. I couldn't remember our outros. By fighting a bear. Ooh. Don't tempt fate by fighting a bear. No, don't tempt fate by having a bear In be car. a backseat driver. Oh, yeah. Don't tempt fate by saddling a zebra. Yeah. <laughs> Just hold my beer and watch this. Hold our beers. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>